college actor, what's your next step? Out of college actor, are you famous yet? Out of college actor, why are you in the dumps? Out of college actor, what's your backup? We don't know. Help. Oh yeah. Am I too far away? You're good. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Perfect. I accidentally hit the record button, so it's already started. <laughs> Fine. <Nice. laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, to Out of College Actor, episode 29. I almost went into that Chicago accent again, and it was Chicago. obnoxious. <laughs> Out of College Actor. Out of College Actor. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, today, we I'm Sarah Ford, Spencer Brady. <laughs> Just today, though. <laughs> and today, we have uh, Ryan Satterfield as our guest. Hello, hello. Ooh. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, welcome. Uh, yeah, another another fellow ISU student. <laughs> Whoop, redbirds. <laughs> yeah. And you graduated a year before us. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was a spring graduate. Ooh, wow. I was one of the uh, the, the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, uh, we'll do our chickens. What? Chickens. Hi, one. I was so stressed today because I had so many visits today, like more than I normally do, mm-hmm. and they went well, but now I'm stressed again because I have a new dog tomorrow, and I have to walk him at 8 a.m., <laughs> and I'm stressing about it, and it's going to be a rough one. Also, this dude, I was driving to Wrigleyville for a cat sitting. I don't remember what the intersection was, but I had the green light. I was going, and the... People go in the perpen is that right? Perpendicular? Yeah. This guy just was like, I'm gonna turn right. And I'm like, yeah. I had to slam on my brakes. I'm stuck in the intersection, in the middle of the intersection. Yeah. And then he goes, Go on, like waves me on. Uh, I'm like, you better believe you're waving me on. God damn! Then <laughs> I like sped away. It was the worst. It was just such a <laughs> this is a stressful week. God damn. Also I'm eating popcorn. I'm gonna try and not eat it because I don't want the mic to pick it up, but I'm really hungry. <laughs> That's why I check it. Nice. Um I, I had a fun day of dogs, and I got to walk two dogs at one time, and at one point, one of them was, one of them, like, pooped, and then she was kicking back dirt oh. after, oh. but she kicked it into the other dog, and he was standing behind her, mm. and he went, what the fuck, and got angry, and mm. <laughs> it was just really, really funny. Oh, no. They were really silly. And then, but then he almost peed on her when she was sniffing on the ground, and she's like, no. <laughs> I had a dog pee on its own foot once. I was like, why? That makes no sense. <laughs> So yeah, but yeah, I've had a good week. I got an audition coming up tonight for Spring Awakening that I'm pumped about. Break a leg. Thanks. Yeah, it'll be awesome. fun. And how are you, man? I'm actually under-caffeinated, despite oh. having, like, how much caffeine I've had today. It's pretty absurd. <laughs> but that's the daily for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to stay warm and uh, awake, because it was an early morning for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm rocking and rolling. Nice. Thank you. Um, yes, we'll get, we'll get into our questions. We'll do our first question. That's always, what were your first steps of... Hmm. Sorry, I have a quick one. Yeah. Are you going still by, yeah, Ryan Satterfield, Nick Scott? How do you want to be? Ah. No. <laughs> we got the stage name, everyone. Yeah, Wes asked this question on, um, on his yeah, podcast as well. Yeah, you're on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, uh, but yeah, I am going by Ryan. Okay. Absolutely. Um, consistently, because it's... Starting to gain traction, I've noticed. Ooh. It's um, 
it's strange. I've been meeting people at the, like I, I met someone in line for an audition once who like recognized me when she saw the sign in sheet on like Instagram. She's like turned turn around and recognized me from Instagram. I was like, okay, that's a first, <laughs> but hi, not good to meet you. But then again, I, I recognized her face. I was like, oh yeah, you're so and so. And like we remembered each other from like Facebook groups and Instagram and everything. That's cool. Oh, Ryan. Ryan Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to clear that up. Because, yeah, you changed that You're, in the middle like, of when we knew you, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was a, that was a weird bump in the road and a <laughs> neat little transition. But, I mean, it needed to be done. Mm-hmm. It was a necessary step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be weird, like, in any time of your life because it's all of a sudden just like going I'm going by this name I mean family was family were confused friends were confused and so I had to like explain it multiple times to be like you know this is why and it's weird but to anyone who's an actor they understand it to anyone who's not they don't they generally don't get it yeah absolutely yeah because you I was listening to Wes's podcast and you changed it for uh like a, the IMDb and like as an actor having a name that's less used, yeah, yeah. Name. it helps. Mm-hmm. It helps, and I mean, it's it's easier to find you when it's like the only one, mm-hmm. and the quicker that they can find you on like your social handles, your IMDb, your breakdown services, your casting networks, whatever. The quicker they can find you, and the easier they can find you, the better. Nice. Sweet, I'm set. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like mine's going to be a little harder, <laughs> but that'll be fine. <laughs> I think having a Ford, though, I don't know why. It's just very Sarah Ford. Ford. It just goes, <laughs> <laughs> rolls off the tongue, you know? Yeah, Sarah Ford. True. So yeah, what were your uh, first steps after graduating college? After graduating, I stayed in Bl- in like Blono for well, Bloomington Normal. For those of you who don't know, Blono, <laughs> Bloomington Normal. I I stayed there for a while, just trying to save, like save up, get my bearings, uh, figure out my path. Because after so long of being in the education system, because you're in the education system for twenty some years, yeah. and oh. You know, you're you're almost like an, an indoctrinated into this way of life that says, I get up at this alarm, I have this class, this class, this class, I have a little lunch break, this class, this class, this class, and then I do my homework and go to bed. And like it's like that for 20-some years. And then when you graduate, all of that just goes poof. And... I don't want to scare anybody who's in college right now, oh, but it's, it's yeah. um, well, I guess I'm beating a dead horse then, but it's, it, it happens. Yeah. You graduate and then you're just like, what now? Mm-hmm. Like, what is this? Because there's nothing that prepares you for it. Like no yeah. amount of, this is what life is. It, it doesn't prepare you for here you go. Here's the entire world at your doorstep. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So I had to take a few moments to be like, all right, so where am I going? Am I going to go West Coast, East Coast, South? Am I going to go to Chicago? 
where am I headed? What am I doing? Mm -hmm. And so it was just really taking some time to figure out what, what does this even mean? This now that school is really over. Mm-hmm. And eventually I just, I started researching the different markets. I started researching just what the vibe was like in all these cities and what the realistic expectations were. I started reading books and then eventually I just said, all right, I, I'm going to have to make some sacrifices and take some steps and just do it. Otherwise it's never going to just happen. Yeah. So I sold a lot of my possessions. I sold most of the stuff in my room, sold my car, sold mm. mementos, whatever, and just got out of Dodge and came here. Wow. Mm. Wow. Damn. Uh, I, I, yeah, nobody's talked about anything like that. So what was it like moving here then with nothing of what you had had before? I mean, I... I flipped and sold, like I got rid of my old dresser, I got scaled down big time. Mm. And so, you know, I put stuff in boxes and, you know, just bare simpleton, like minimal type stuff. Mm. And it was really, really shocking. You know, it it puts your mindset on a test of, it it, it tests your metal because once you once you sit in your first place like by yourself and then like your family you know after they get done helping you move in and everything and then you're out and then it's done i remember just standing in in the living room and in the kitchen just like looking around for a good solid hour just kind of like so like what do i do like i just i didn't know what to do not just like, oh, well, now it's just time to go to the supermarket. No, I was literally just saying there, like, literally, what do I do? Like, I don't even know, am I supposed to just, like, like sweep? Like, I don't know. So I did. Like, so I swept. But I didn't, like, know what to do after that. So it was really just a state of shock for a long time. Yeah. I agree. When I when I moved out of my room, my my mom's house, it was like the first time I'd ever seen that room empty, mm. and it was like so odd to be standing there. And I was like, my entire life fit in one truck, and like it, it, you know, you just com- it's like all compacted, and it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's a weird feeling. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you come here? Uh, with like a plan for the job or anything, or did you move first and then figure it out? I was working at a little Starbucks location down in Bloomington Normal, and I transferred up here north because nice. it's easier to transfer the company like that. Yeah. So at least at least I had that going for me, mm-hmm. and so I knew I had that getting up here. That's nice. Then it was just figuring out the whole my mission. Mm-hmm what I'm here to do and how am I going to do it? That was the big overarching question in my mind is how am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Nice. And then, so then did you take, because when, when did you move up? You moved up in the fall, right? Labor Day. Okay. On Labor Day. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't that terrible. Traffic was light. Really? There was parking. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, there was somewhat parking. The streets were a little crowded, but traffic wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Like, it was 
But it was a stressful day for sure. Because, I mean, moving anytime is stressful. I've done it several times. But moving into your own first place is... Oh, the nerves. The nerves of it all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I had to tell my family. I was like, I don't want anyone. Once everything is in my apartment, I don't want anyone touching or unpacking anything because I need to, like, place everything everywhere. I was like, no one touches anything. That's my fatal flaw. My mom put my bookcase together, and I'm like, I don't know where any of my shit is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Love you, Mom. Thank you for your hard work. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, parents and family. Yes. Absolutely. I have another question. I forgot what it was. I just crunched on something really hard. Probably a popcorn kernel. Sorry, microphone. I know. ASMR. You didn't ask for it, but here it is. (laughs) Good market to get into. Oh, my question was, uh, so did you take, I mean, you've only been here for a short amount of time, but did you take some time to first get settled before jumping into auditions and stuff? At first, yeah. At first, I, since the weather was still nice in September, it was actually, it was really hot on Labor Day. Like, it was cooking mm-hmm. when we, when we moved, when I moved. But I took some time to walk around the area, walk around the, the city, use the buses a few times, mm-hmm. get down to my day job, see where that's at, and just, go, like, go downtown a few times and try and settle my nerves mm-hmm. because... I wasn't used to using so much public transit because, yeah. like, there was some in Bloomington Normal, but not on this sort of scale. Yeah, it wasn't as crazy. So it was adjusting to, all right, now how do the buses work? How long do they, how far do they go? How soon do they go? Mm-hmm. What's, like, what line, what, like, L stops am I near? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to figure that all out. The supermarket, how do people, like, do that up here? Everyone carries a bag, and that's, yeah. that was weird. I I, that was weird at first. I was like, nobody, nobody in Blono carried a bag. <laughs> now I can just, like, walk into the store and carry a bag, and it's not weird. That's weird. I have So, yeah, now if I, like, go back to Blono and I carry a bag into a store, I'm just like, is this okay? Yeah. Is this, is this <laughs> okay? <laughs> But yeah, I took some time to really figure out my area and getting around, getting around on foot, walking the areas, seeing what even was nearby, what I could do, mm-hmm. um, just getting acquainted with my surroundings before figuring out what theaters are nearby, how do auditions work up here, cool. where do I find them, yeah. that sort of thing. True. And do you live on your own or do you have... Roommates. Multiple roommates, yeah. Multiple, nice. Yep, roommate culture is real deal up here, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. Very handy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, so, you're you're involved with a lot of things. I've seen you've been posting a bunch I of know. stuff. I yes. know. When you were like, I've been there since September. I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah, just... I just I just kind of threw myself into it, mm-hmm. just no just full bore. Like I just didn't stop, mm-hmm. cause I had this fear of if I stop, it's gonna move past me. Mm. And I just I started paying attention, one to social media, two to who was around me, 
and who I knew around me, who was doing what. I started getting involved with tons of Facebook groups, tons of Facebook groups, and they are very handy to have. I started researching different apps that you can find auditions on, sites you can find auditions on, and just going and finding the hubbub, the heartbeat of what's happening and keeping my finger to it. Um, and I also kept in check with friends from ISU too because I knew that they would be doing something. So I stayed in touch with them and luckily through them met other people and just started clicking and clicking and clicking and clicking. Mm -hmm. And really just once you start meeting people and doing good work in front of them, mm -hmm. then they start to talk and they start to pass you along. You start to pass them along and it's just, it's, it's words and it's the, it, it's the build because you're building a brand. It's not just that you have a craft, it's that you are a one-person walking business. Mm -hmm. That's very true. That's what Lori Adams just always tell us, right? She was like, you were your own. What is, what did she say? No, that you had to market yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. You yeah. are mm -hmm. your product. Yep. Oh. True. You how is How have you feel like you have evolved since graduating did you feel like anything's changed or things that you learned in college are applying or some things don't like what what's changed for you if anything that's a wow that's a big question um i mean because yeah <laughs> it's big and it is a fair question because mm -hmm. i i mean i've definitely evolved not only as an actor but as as a human being it's yes. just i've since kind of Letting go, getting getting my wings per se, and moving here mm -hmm. and being on my own. It's you find your grit. You find your grit and your ability to keep to push forward and to fight tooth and nail for what it is that you want because that's the only option you have. Yeah. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, it's. I mean, it's the candle under your ass that keeps you going, but it's it's very much owning what you want and who you are and never, ever apologizing for it. Yeah. Never apologize for what you want and going for it and never compromise what you want. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people out there that aren't going to understand what it is that you want to do and... and Primarily speaking to actors, entertainers, artists with this, but there's a lot of people that aren't going to understand what you do, why you do it, but the people who do do it will, and that in itself creates a sense of community, but it also creates a difficult journey. Mm -hmm. So you really just have to own it and embolden yourself with it, and that creates strength. So I think graduating, post-graduation, I found, I found a lot more inner strength mm -hmm. and a lot more brass. Hell yeah. Nice. I keep having questions in my mind and then they disappear as soon as oh. there's a silence. You mentioned school. <laughs> things that do apply from school, things that yeah. don't. I mean, for me, when I went... When I, when I went to when I went to ISU, I I mean of course was acting major in the theater program as all three of us were. You transferred as well, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. transferred down the street from Heartland, just down the road. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Gotcha. It's 
When I was at ISU, I learned, I mean, I learned a lot of things and it really took me time to get them because comparatively to uh, everyone around me, I was very new to acting, very new. Mm. When I got into the acting program at ISU, I was a, I was a spring, tra- I was transferred in the spring, so it was a weird time of the year because everyone was kind of already going. Yeah. A lot of people already knew each other from like, before ISU because some of them came from like the same suburb or the same high school or and I was just like felt like total outside of it because mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know anybody so it took time to really meet people get it going feel feel comfortable where I was at mm-hmm. and then f- at the same time figuring out, figuring out just what is this acting thing because I I even I only took one acting class and that was at my community college which is how I got into acting yeah but then as I went forward through the acting program I just started to learn more about myself about human connection about sensory acuity and just picking up on things with people and also just how I am as an actor. Am I, you know, am I big and expressive? Am I small and subtle? The, the really minuscule things and good qualities that I have that I can bring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. I like that idea of uh, finding out what's unique to you mm-hmm. and using that as a... Uh, Jumping off point. Yeah, as that as your own advantage. Mm. I think that's smart. Well, that's. I mean, I think that's just how you get ahead too. Is it? Because so much of the time, just as human beings, and as I feel like actors, we compare ourselves and compare ourselves and compare ourselves yep. to other people. Oh yeah. But if you like really just stopped and took stock of what you already had at your own disposal, like you are interesting as you are. Yep. You know. Yeah, it's. When you go into an audition room and that line is there and you'll see a lot of people who maybe look like you, a lot like you, maybe not so much like you, but none of them are you. Mm. And that's the thing. None of them are you. Because some, some little small thing that you have or that you do in that room in front of that lens, in front of that casting director, director, writer, DP, executive, whoever, that some small little thing that you do can be the one tiny thing that they see because they will look for these small things. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, they look like you, but they're not. Who? I just really like that. That resonated with me for sure. I saw, maybe I posted this a long time ago, so I don't know if it's, uh, if you still have agents um, I, I currently do, yes. Um, yeah, it's, um, I got up here and I just, I started sending in to a lot of places and, you know, you hear back from some, like you might hear back from some, you might not. Um, you usually give it a couple weeks and if they don't get back to you, well, okay, just wait another six months and send in again. Um, and then some have open calls, go to those open calls, just get your foot in the door, do whatever they ask for and see if they bite. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I attended an open call and then I just did it, left and left it at that and then got an email the like 
Monday following that weekend, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And, cool. What is the relationship like between actor and agent? Like, how much of it is your responsibility as well, you know? You like, should still be on top of your A-game. Mm-hmm. I mean, an agent's going to expect you to be taking classes, to be keeping sharp, keeping yourself mission ready for when they say, hey, go in. Yeah. Basically, keeping your headshots current, making mm-hmm. sure you look like them. Um because please don't walk into an audition room not looking like your headshot. That's not a good day. Um, having your your resume formatted correctly with the correct information, um, your profiles online, not just your social handles, but having actors access, having casting networks, having those filled out completely, um, and staying in touch with them on any occasion, like... If they need you to send something in, if they need you to go see somebody, if if they basically when they contact you to get back to them quick, as quick as possible. And really, yeah, they'll send you on auditions and if you get it, you'll you'll hear. If you don't, you might not, you might. It's it's just staying on top of your A game and still self submitting, yeah, yeah. But they will also send you on stuff too. Hmm. Have you found um, with all the stuff that you're involved in now? Have you found that uh, is that stuff that you've gotten through your agency or through uh, yourself? A lot of the stuff that I've um, that I'm that I'm getting now, I've gotten self submit myself. Mm-hmm. Nice. And what what are you working on so that the listeners can? All right. Well, soonest you can catch me over at Theater Momentum. That's over on Byron and a show called Scarred for Life. Um, that is a instant theater production in two acts, and I'm reading this from the flyer. These talented actors will use real-life scar stories from our audience and fans as a foundation for characters, all to write and perform unique pieces of instant theater. Each performance is different than the last and weaves comedy and drama in equal measure. Okay, I definitely read the audition posting for this and it sounded amazing and it still does. It's it's really cool because yes. people send in scar stories and not like, you know, emotional scars, like literally physical scars, like how I got this scar. Yeah. And you still can if you go to their, if you go to the Theater Momentum page, you can still send them in. Ooh. Um and we use the, that to incorporate into character to use into a two-act, dramatically improvised show. Holy And damn. it's not scripted. The entire show is an improvised production. Well. It's, um, and honestly, this is also my first live theater show in the city. Really? So it's, yes. So it's it's also challenging because I mean improv in itself is difficult. It's not easy. It is hard, but it's also I find one of the most underrated skills an actor can have is imp- is improvisational ability. Mm-hmm. It's oh man, it is very useful, very key, and will save your ass when you need it. Um, and it helps keep you grounded and yeah. in the moment and focusing on the person in the room rather than what's out of the room. True. Um, so that's coming up quick. You can get tickets for those on the Theater Momentum website, theatermomentum.com, and that's theater with an R-E. 
I know some people spell it differently. Yeah, can't spell rehearsal to save my life. <laughs> I can't. I can Re- never spell it right the first time. Rehearsal. Rehearsal. Oh my god! And I was auditioning for Spelling Bee with you at ISU, and Drew Eccles was the director, and he put on the audition form for it. Like, what's the word you have a hard time spelling <laughs> for rehearsal? And he's like, "You're an actor." <laughs> I was like, "I just can't. I don't know why." Rehearsal. I don't get it. I don't get it. And then, currently in, in production, I've been working on the set of a pilot called The Five-Year Plan, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's very exciting, and I have to check my notes, because there are things I can say, things I can't say. <laughs> um, yeah. So, let's see. I'm just going through my notes. Let's see. We're... Okay. <clears throat> We're working well with an established... A very well-established DP who's worked on top shows. Um... Now my character is. Uh, I gotta see if I can say this. <laughs> I have to. I have to be careful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see. So he's. Uh, I'm trying to see how much I want to. I want to see here because it's it's very relatable. It's very relatable to our our age demographic. Mm-hmm. It's. There's lots of comedy. There's lots of drama. It follows a lot of college age kids through their um, through their rela- their relationships and just what it means from their perspective and their view of the college life. And the title comes from the the I mean really the reality now that college is a five year program, sometimes even longer. Yeah. And it just shows a lot of interweaving story arcs between some of these serious characters, these rambunctious characters, mm-hmm. these uh, these kind of asshole ish characters. Mm-hmm. These just it's it's great. It's a great script. It's a great cast. And we're and again we're working with a sharp crew. I mean, online you can see some of the stills from it. it we're working with we're working with the good people, mm-hmm. and we want to create something that's relatable and solid, so that these people can see that that this is this is serious. This is a good work we're doing. Yes. And working with a lot of like close people, so it's it's good. There's that sense of camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. And then after, oh, and also you, that's still, the GoFundMe for that is still active. Okay. You can find the five-year plan pilot on GoFundMe. We're still taking more donations for that, and it's still trucking along. And then recently, oh my God. <laughs> I, I know, I told the, like both people involved in both separate projects that I was going on a podcast, and I asked them, what can I say, what can I not say? <laughs> yeah, um smart. The next project I booked was a short film called Poser, and the I'm I'm got the protagonist there the lead, and Ooh. I'm playing this character named Roman, and he's kind of a he's kind of a he's very like judgmental. He has a bleak view of human motivation. Um, he kind of sees posers everywhere, mm-hmm. and he kind of just pokes he kind of pushes pushes the point and the movie 
examines the matter's uh, kind of self-image, and it's kind of like intention versus action. It kind of just looks at people's other lives, you would say. Mm -hmm. How people present themselves and their like intention mm -hmm. versus the actual action behind it. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Nice. Dang. That's really cool. Have you, did you do a lot of film and TV stuff in college or is that something that came after? Or how did you get into it? It was, when I was in college, I was, you know, doing the the theater work like like everyone in the college but when on the listserv I think the first the first uh, film opportunity that I got through there was that film Awake that we did because yeah. um, that came across the listserv and I was like alright cool so right. I just I sent in for that mm -hmm. I figured why not and I figured and I also like found that I really liked the the film the film work the behind the like in front of the lens, because it's very different. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's technical, but it's, especially for me, because a lot of the things I did were very subtle, mm -hmm. and so I saw that they were more visible on camera than people in the nosebleeds, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then I also worked um, with Wes, who, for those of you who are listening to this podcast, you can also listen to The Basement Diaries with Leslie Tilford. Mm -hmm who I worked with on Concessions, yep. who we also all worked with on <laughs> yes, Concessions. absolutely. Um, but yeah, I found that through the, I think that was through the listserv as well, or he just might have told me that in person. <laughs> but yeah, I started doing some camera work in college too, and I started finding the differences between the two. And it's not that I don't like theater. I mean, I'm doing a theater show. I still like theater. Mm -hmm. But it's just they're very different beasts. Yeah. Getting acting in front of a camera and then acting in a theater are very separate realms. Yes. I mean, how they're ran is separate. How you act on the like act in those programs are separate. It's it's very much different processes because yeah. film is a process for sure. Mm. What uh. Do you have, like, a preference towards one or the other? It's, hmm. I'm not sure if I do because, like, I mean, I do have a strong, uh, a strong love for, for film acting and for on-camera work because I know I have a lot of strengths in those, in those, like in the film and mm -hmm. TV acting area. But I also know that theater, it allows you to have more of a through line yes. and allows you to explore the journey from start to finish mm -hmm. without stopping. Whereas on a film shoot, you could do the last scene first. Mm -hmm. And then the next day you'll do the intro. And then the on the third day you'll do the um, the scene f scene three from day two, and then um, oh yeah we mistake we did a mistake in the ending so we're gonna have to redo the end on uh, on the fourth day, <laughs> so that, I mean that can happen. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in theater it's just start finish. Yeah. yeah. You get to see the beginning, middle, and end, and feel the journey the entire way through, and that's 
that there's a special specialness to that. Mm-hmm. That's true. I remember when I was really young, and I think I discovered on like the Camp Rock, uh, how's this movie made? Uh, showing and like, they're like we filmed this scene on this day and this scene on this day and I was like wait it's not a real thing I was so heartbroken I was like how is film alive <laughs> I used to think whenever you played like cartoon movies like if I threw Aladdin in the VHS I thought all the voice actors like came and did the whole thing live <laughs> like, for, just for you <laughs> it's not the, but, like, the songs on the radio oh my god <laughs> they they're all singing. in the studio <laughs> at all times but yeah, I agree. When we did Awake, even, and that was a movie that was like everybody had a different story yeah. within the show, or mm-hmm. show, excuse me, movie too. So it was like, I didn't always know what was going on with like your character or, or you know, your yeah. character or mm-hmm. anything. And like we did, I think we filmed most of my scenes in order, but mm-hmm. it was still interesting because it's broken up. So you got to go back to that place each time. And emotionally, that is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. location wise as well, but like emotionally, you got to. <laughs> Try to find a way back yeah. there. It's interesting. And one of the things I noticed with, at least with myself, with acting, is that in acting I tend to have a lot of, a lot of thought, which mm-hmm. no one can see in theater unless it's like really immersive theater and they're right there. Yeah. But the camera loves to watch you think. Yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm. Sure. The camera loves to watch you think, mm-hmm. and where you look, like focus blocking, is blocking in camera like where you look where you put your sense of direction mm-hmm. that's that's blocking that's thought your opinions and your how you perceive things will read big time on camera mm-hmm. and then in theater no one's going to see that so of course you have to extend it through the body a lot more so you have to make it a little bigger so that everyone can really see it and get the idea mm-hmm. true yeah, that's something I always struggle with in theater is making things big enough that's processed. Well, because I think we're taught so much, like, uh, just trust the audience, like, trust yourself, blah, blah, blah. But sometimes I feel like, and uh, but then I've also heard people be like, show. You have to show them how you're thinking about it. Yeah, I've seen so the like, two perspectives. Yeah, like, the audience like, is really smart and the audience is really dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you, like, have to find, like, a, the fine line between being like, oh, I'm thinking so freaking hard and I'm showing it with all my might in between, like, if I take this pause here and I really just like naturally think about it, maybe it'll show. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's a weird line to walk. Well, you. True. Yep. Damn. Well. Yeah. Do we have anything else for Ryan here? Um. Is there is there anything you specifically want to talk about or add? Advice, anecdotes, Ooh. anything. <laughs> Your heart so desires. Yeah. Oh man, now now I'm now I'm really thinking. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, how do you show that in a podcast? <laughs> yeah, how do you how do I show my thoughts? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Well, um, a summation of the things that when listening to this podcast, you'll be able to see is you'll be able to see me at Theater Momentum mm-hmm. and Scarred for Life on Byron, theatermomentum.com with an R-E. Mm-hmm. And at, uh, you can also, you'll be able to see me in the five-year plan pilot. Um, How? Where? That, <laughs> see, that remains to be seen. Cool. Because, no, yeah, trust me, if you follow me at Ryan Satterfield, S-A-T-T-E-R-F-E-A-L, on Instagram, 
on Facebook, on Twitter, even Snapchat, you'll see me. And because I will post about it, you'll see me light the timeline up. Um, and then after that, there's Poser, which also has a Kickstarter. And you can check it out on Kickstarter. They're taking funds for that. We have some neat people behind the scenes getting ready to do that. Mm-hmm. And we'll be having our first table read for that very soon. Awesome. I love table reads. I've, uh, I've read the script, and it's, it's going to be interesting. The, <laughs> the, writing is, the writing is really cool. Nice. Yeah, the, the theater show is great. The pilot is, oh, God. It's, it's, there's hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that people are going to get. Our age and older, well, our age, older and, and younger, really. This could resonate with a lot of people. And then Poser poses a lot of questions <laughs> for, our, for our modern society, mm-hmm. I think, especially with how plugged in we are. Cool. And as for advice, oh, man, a lot of, just a lot of things that I've discovered that I could advise, that I could give advice on is really if if you're going to go for what you want in life you can't compromise on it because people are going to ask you to mm-hmm. people are going to tell you what you're doing is is dumb they're going to say it doesn't matter they're going to say it's that it's you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. They won't get it. And it's not that they get it. It's that it's your mission and it is what you do and it is who you are. And you can't compromise on your principles or what you want. It's, it's just something you can't budge on mm-hmm. because, like, settling, like, like fuck settling. <laughs> because if you settle all throughout your life, people are going to expect you to do exactly that. They're going to expect you to settle. They're going to expect you to just take what they give you and not do what you need to do. And, and that's especially important because what we do is very difficult. It requires sacrifice. It requires compromise. But, I mean, it's very rewarding it's not like not downplaying and saying it's bad. It just requires a lot. Mm-hmm. And it requires you being firm. Mm-hmm. And also for a lot of for a lot of people in college right now is that when you get out into what they call the real world, which I would just say I guess the professional world is that you don't have to Jump and audition for every little thing you don't. Mm-hmm. They might say you have to, but you really don't because there's a lot out there. Yeah. There's stuff you'll like, there's stuff you won't like. If you do what you love and you jump and do and like go for what really drives you, you will not only succeed, you will prosper because passion wins period hands down there's no exception passion wins who you i was just about to say that <laughs> were you yeah oh my God. that was awesome i like that advice yeah, that's great advice that's brilliant wow nice mm-hmm. let's just check out that yeah oh god damn it oh it's the one good thing i go home tomorrow 
Ooh. I'm going to see my siblings tomorrow. I'm so excited to see them. It's going to be great. Ooh. Uh, My good thing is more for Camille because he got accepted into... <gasps> Bristol Old Vic Theater in England, England. Oh. for MFA in uh, acting. So. Happy day, happy day. <laughs> happy day. <laughs> so yeah, he'll... Uh, Fucking congrats. Yeah, he was working really hard in his audition, and the last one, he got a yes, which is exactly how acting is. You get a bunch of no's, and then that yes shows up. So yeah, I'm just super excited and proud of him. Also a little jealous, but mostly excited and proud. Yeah, I'm really jealous. <laughs> yeah. I want to be honest. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, actors, we get told no a lot, but you will get yes. Yeah. Trust me, you will you get work, a yes. You got to work towards the yes. Yes. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Oh, excitement. Let's see. I have like a day off from my day job coming up. It's going to be so great. Ooh, it's actually the day, like the day of my table read, so it's like... The only thing is it's supposed to rain, but oh. it's still a day away, so yeah. that's, that's nice. Yeah. Right, for sure. And, yeah, it's it's going to be good. I'm going to sleep. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> cool. So don't forget, there's, uh, this is episode 29? Yes. One more episode for the end of the season. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Uh, I guess the next episode, uh, Sarah and I will just talk about maybe our ideas, what we're doing next. Who knows? We'll see. Yes. But just, you know, there's one more episode, and then this Ooh. first season of Out of College Actor, once your backup is done. Ah! Oh. Look at my friends doing things. Ah, oh my god, <laughs> 30 weeks of this, you guys. That's nuts. Jesus Christ. 30 <laughs> weeks of our lives. <laughs> I need to just start a podcast where I scream. Just the entire, scream. <laughs> just, exactly. just one episode just screaming. I mean, every episode I scream <laughs> laugh, does that count? We could make a whole compilation of, of Spencer's <laughs> scream laughs. <laughs> It's just a compilation of things you should not do on podcasts, but I do all of them. Laughing, eating, scream laughing. Sorry, go. Okay. That's so funny. We'll post the links about Ryan's shows on Facebook. Check out his uh, Stuff's GoFundMes and check out his shows. I'm definitely seeing Scar for Life. Sweet. Um, And yeah, uh, do what makes your heart sore. Do what makes your heart sore. Go for it and never stop. Hell you. Bye.